Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind the scenes stories and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hello everyone, how are you today? I almost didn't record an episode this week because I had the worst toothache and I didn't think I could talk for 15 minutes straight so if I yelp today you'll know why. (laughs) But first of all, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has sent questions in or suggested topics for these episodes. Obviously, I've got a lot of ideas myself and I kind of just go with whatever topic I feel like talking about each week. But it's always nice to answer questions if they're going to be helpful for you. So yeah, thank you for sharing those with me. Last week, I mentioned that I'm user number one, which is exciting for a new voice memo app called Memo. So if you go to memo.fm forward slash 15, You can leave me a wee message if you want with any feedback or comments or questions that you want me to cover. And it's so much fun to hear your voices, so please do that. I have a ginormous list of ideas now, so that's definitely going to keep me busy for a while. So thank you for those. Today, I want to get stuck into a question that has come up a lot. How to use LinkedIn to get leads and clients. Or more specifically, how to use LinkedIn without hating every second of the experience. (laughs) I guess it. I have a love-hate relationship with LinkedIn too. I'm certainly no expert, but I have found it to be a pretty effective way to connect with potential new clients. So I figured I'll share what I've done and maybe you can see if that works for you. And I'm actually starting a little LinkedIn challenge for myself this week. So if you need a little accountability or maybe a wee nudge to get back in the swing of it, maybe you can join me in that too. And I'll come back to that later on. So first up, why do we want to use LinkedIn to promote our freelance businesses? Does it make sense for freelancers? I'll say yes, especially if you work with other businesses, which I'm guessing most of you do. LinkedIn gives you unfettered access to all sorts of interesting and important people who might be clients for you further down the line. CEOs, founders, marketing managers, buyers, HR bods, maybe avoid the recruitment agencies. (laughs) But you can build relationships with them and connect with them directly wherever they are in the world. And as you probably know, relationships are what drives a freelance business. When people get to know who you are and what you do, hopefully they're likely to think about coming to you when they need someone who does what you do, or at least they'll remember your name if someone they know needs the thing that you do. It's also a way to connect with your peers, so people who are offering similar services. Connecting directly with clients tends to be more useful, but as I've said before, community is important. And not only can these lovely folk give you much needed moral support because they'll be going through the same challenges as you, but they're also a great source of leads and referrals once you build up those relationships. So I'd say try and get a mix of both clients and peers. Next, it's an easy way to reach a bigger audience, isn't it? In-person networking might be the gold standard when it comes to building relationships and selling your services, but most of us can't do that right now and a fair few of us hated networking even in the before times. So a little bite of online networking here and there might feel a bit more palatable. And you're not limited by geography. You can reach far more people. A single post can have thousands of eyes on it. That's a lot of BNI meetings. (laughs) I've actually never been to a BNI meeting, but I've heard the stories. (laughs) 
Perhaps more importantly, if this is where your ideal client is also hanging out and promoting their business, then you're far more likely to generate leads on LinkedIn than you are on other platforms. People are here for business, so it maybe feels a bit more natural to talk about your work without feeling salesy. Of course, it is important to think about where your clients are. If your clients are not on LinkedIn, then you get a pass on this one. So I'm going to assume that you have used LinkedIn at least a little bit before now, so you're familiar with these upsides, and if you have, you'll probably also know the downsides, which are that it can be hard to cultivate a newsfeed that's not full of updates from connections you don't really know, you're not really interested in, or rammed with thought leader wannabes sharing, I don't know, actionable takeaways from the cheese sandwich they just ate. And I hate to say it, it's also getting a little creepy in the DMs from time to time. But all that said, I think it is a great business tool. It's definitely worked for me and nothing's perfect, is it? I do think there are some ways to avoid some of these less enjoyable aspects. So two things I want to cover today. The first is how to use LinkedIn to find clients. And secondly, how to improve your overall experience of using it. Because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. (laughs) So how to find clients. I think of this in four stages. So number one is thinking about your profile. Anyone who wants to connect with you or is thinking of referring you or hiring you will look at this. So it's really a wasted opportunity if you don't make it work as hard as possible. You'll definitely want to have a decent photo of yourself. No one's going to connect with a grey circle, are they? You need to make it clear in your headline what you do as well. So some people have a benefits-driven headline such as I help X person do Y amazing thing. (laughs) Personally, I think it's more effective to put your actual job title in there. I had a more benefitsy one in the past. I think it said something like I help brands grow their impact and reach or, you know, something like that. But it's kind of forgettable. When I changed it to health copywriter and content writer, whatever it is now, I got way more leads. I think it's maybe an SEO thing. So you're using the keywords that people might search for. But also remember that whenever you post something or comment on someone else's post, when they see your name, they only see the first couple of words in the headline under your name. So if they only see I help brands dot dot dot, that's not going to be memorable or helpful at all. So whenever I comment, people see my name and they see the words health copywriter underneath. So even if they don't see the full headline, those are the two words, health copywriter, that they're seeing. And those are the ones that I want them to associate with my name. Honestly, that is basically my entire marketing strategy right there. (laughs) You obviously also want to write your profile like it's a mini sales page or an about page from your website. So you want to be clear about what you do, what your experience and expertise is, how all of that helps your clients or your ideal clients. Maybe throw in a few testimonials or stats that demonstrate the results that you can get for people or references to previous work. Include a call to action too, such as encouraging people to DM you if they want to talk about a particular kind of project or sign up for your newsletter, whatever it is. If someone has bothered to look at your profile, that's a strong sign that they're interested in you. So don't waste that opportunity to take things to the next step. And there are loads of courses and guides and articles online about how to optimise your profile. Sophie Cross has a course. John Esperian is another person who has loads of great resources. So I won't go into too much more detail here. I'm not an expert on this, but there definitely are experts out there. These are just a few things to consider on your profile that have worked for me. I also think that you need to keep updating it so it's fresh. You know, sometimes your business evolves and you maybe change the focus on the kind of clients that you're working with and the services that you're currently doing. So you always want to make sure that your profile does reflect that and it's not kind of telling a story about what you did last year. 
I actually need to update mine, so I will go and do that after I finish recording. So don't look to me as an example. (laughs) The second step in finding clients on LinkedIn is about connections. And there are two schools of thought here. First of all, you might accept every connection that comes your way because you never know who might be interested in your services. Or you can be more discerning and only connect with people who meet certain criteria that you will obviously need to figure out for yourself. So who do you want to connect with? What do you want to see in your feed? I kind of lean towards the second option there. For a while I did the first, but it just fills your feed up with a whole lot of stuff that you're just not interested in. So I think it's important to be a bit more intentional about who you are forming connections with. And remember, you can follow people instead of connecting. So maybe do that first and then see if you want to go on that second date and officially connect. When it comes to getting clients, it's worth spending some time making a list of all the dream clients that you'd like to work with and then making a point of following or connecting with key people in those companies and start building those relationships. Don't wait to be discovered. Make a point of connecting with your ideal clients and building those relationships. Another strategy is to look at who is engaging with your posts and then following up with them in a friendly, natural way, of course. A friend of mine has her VA go through her posts and identify the people who have engaged a lot, who keep commenting, who keep liking, who keep sharing her posts and who crucially fit certain criteria that she's looking for in ideal clients. Then she can either connect with them or message them directly and start that conversation. So it doesn't have to be and it shouldn't be salesy, but just picking up on the thing that they seem to be interested in and having that conversation. The third area to think about when you're using LinkedIn is, of course, your content. What are you actually posting? Are you actually posting? Again, there are a wealth of resources out there to help you make sense of what kind of posts to create, what the algorithm favours, how to use hashtags to best effect, whether videos or stories or documents are best. So I'll leave you to do your own research there. But my main tip here is about being consistent post something. (laughs) I like to keep it simple and not worry too much about which type of post is best. I just want to be consistent in sharing information about what I do, sharing what I hope is helpful and fun ideas for people who are writing their own copy and generally letting people get to know and see the kind of work that I do and what my expertise is. I like amplifying other people's work and celebrating my clients' work and hopefully all of that helps me stay top of mind with my ideal clients. So if you need a few prompts to help you get started, You could try sharing tips that will be useful for your ideal clients. Jill Andrews does an amazing job with this. Maybe you want to tell funny stories if you're not following Dave Harland. He is a master at this. Maybe videos with little behind the scenes or inspiring stories would be more your thing. Eloise Leeson is brilliant at this. Bavini Lacani has some lovely regular features like a coffee with and then she shares or chats to someone else about their work. Really, you can make it whatever you want. If you're not in the habit of posting regularly, I would start with something simple and then see what kind of content you actually enjoy creating and that you're kind of getting the response that you're looking for. There's no point in committing to a daily video because the algorithm says so if that feels exhausting to you and you dread doing it because you won't stick to it. So that's obviously not going to be a long-term strategy. So maybe experiment a little and see what you enjoy. And then when you get into a regular routine with that, Then you can maybe start thinking about the analytics and looking at what kind of posts or frequency or timing of posts get the most traction. And then the fourth step is engagement. Posting your own content is definitely important, but you can't really expect people to engage with it if you don't engage with anyone else's. This is how you build relationships. Make a point of commenting, liking, sharing posts by everyone on the ideal client list you made. 
Do the same with your peers. Not only does this help you make better connections and let people get to know you, it also makes your experience on the platform a lot more enjoyable too. It's meant to be a social network after all. You don't want to just broadcast all the time. And when people comment or share your posts, make sure you respond. It's the easiest way to start making friends. Overall, I'd say focusing on consistency and relationships are the two big downmovers when it comes to getting more out of LinkedIn. On the second question then, how to improve your experience of LinkedIn, well, all of the above should help. <laughs> if your feed is full of crap, go through your connections and be more deliberate about who you're following and who you're connecting with. When you go through the feed, engage with the posts that you like, disconnect or unfollow people who are posting stuff you want to see. Eventually, the algorithm will get the hint. It's quite simple, really. And remember, you don't have to use LinkedIn. If your clients aren't on LinkedIn, forget about it. If you try all of this and you still hate it, just get off it. (laughs) People had successful freelance businesses before the internet, before social media, so it's by no means obligatory. It can be pretty effective though, but if you hate it, focus on finding clients some other way. This is your business, so you choose. Now for the challenge that I mentioned. I really like using challenges to help me get back on track with being consistent. You know, it's so common that when you're really busy with client work, the marketing side of things tends to fall by the wayside a bit and it's easy to get out of the habit. So for me, if I say, okay, I'm going to post three times a week for the whole of this month, or I'm going to post every day for 30 days, or I'm going to connect with a hundred of my ideal clients, I can make it into a little challenge and I'm more likely to do it. That's just how I'm wired. I like these kind of short, sharp deadlines. Maybe that'll work for you too. So a couple of years ago, I joined a free challenge. It was called 30DS, 30 Days of Social. I promise I'm not exaggerating when I say that I hadn't really used LinkedIn much before that. And after doing that 30-day challenge, I'd honestly made connections and friends that brought referrals and leads in to keep me busy in client work for pretty much the whole of the next year. I do remember getting more client leads, more profile views, more post views, more email subscribers, more invitations to speak on podcasts, and more genuine friendships than I'd had through the platform before. I mean, I was basically starting at zero, so that was quite easy. (laughs) But still, it worked. (laughs) Being consistent works. Building relationships works. So I've been pretty busy lately and only really been posting about this podcast on LinkedIn, which is fine. But as I'm refining the services I offer in my business and the kind of clients I want to work with, I do want to be a bit more intentional about what I'm sharing. So it's not all just podcast stuff. So I'm starting another little challenge this week. It's not going to be super complicated. It's going to be very nice and easy. I'm just going to be posting every weekday for 30 days. I started on Monday this week, so hopefully when this podcast comes out, I'll be five posts in. (laughs) So it's super simple. No fancy hashtags, just a personal challenge for myself. A few folk have already joined me though. Some are aiming for three posts per week. Some are aiming to do more videos. Some are focusing on engagement. So they're going to comment on at least one person's post per day. So you can make it whatever you want. No rules. 30 days. Make your own rules. (laughs) If you want to join in, do feel free to tag me and I will come and cheer you on. Okay, so hopefully that has given you a few ideas for how to not totally hate LinkedIn and have more fun with it. As always, I'd love it if you share this with someone if you found it helpful or leave me a review. And of course, a reminder that you can now leave me a voice memo at memo.fm forward slash 15 if you have a question you'd like me to cover in future. Until next week, bye-bye. 
You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks. And until next time, happy freelancing.